Hey y'all, hey, welcome back to another episode of Woman the F Up with yours truly, Shakisha Renee. I'm so happy that you all have decided to tune in yet again. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking about the subtle strengths of a black woman and the characteristics that make her the pioneer for the world that we live in today, where it stemmed from. So if you are someone who is interested in tuning in, into the dialogue, contributing to the conversation and hearing what I have to say, sit back, relax, relate, and release. Because I got you, sis. Thank you. So thank you all for tuning in yet again. It is greatly appreciated. As I mentioned earlier, we are going to be discussing the strengths of a black woman, how she has come to be the pioneer for everyone's causes, everyone's situations, and also start grow and impact a nation. Um, by no way am I diminishing the complexities and the God honest strength that a black woman has by saying subtle. What I am saying is that we often do not brag and boast of our impact and what we contribute and what we bring to the table, but there are subtleties in the way in which we nurture, the way in which we speak and teach that have affected great change from past generations and are still effective today. So with that being said, I want to start this segment off with sharing with you all my movie experience this weekend um so I'm a Netflix girl I just got into Hulu believe it or not but I am a Netflix girl and there was a documentary I would say on an old blues singer I believe it's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and it stars Viola Davis I believe it is written and produced by Denzel Washington and you know, there's Chadwick Boseman in there and all these iconic actors and actresses as well. And before watching this documentary, I didn't know who Ma Rainey was. So obviously that is one of the reasons why I do like watching documentaries because you not only learn about something that you may be interested in, but you are also exposed to things that you may not have known before. And Ma Rainey is one of them. From... My brief research, she is a blues singer, um, came about, I believe, in, you know, the 1920s when segregation was alive and, and, and fully in charge. And from certain segments of the documentary, it appears as though, you know, she was like the original blues singer before your Bessie Smiths of the world, right? So that was news to me. And the thing that I liked most about the documentary is that as a black queer woman during the 1920s, it touched on so many things of a black woman. My favorite part of the entire documentary is how it touched on certain characteristics of a black woman, what she is to our community, what she is to our world, what she is to that specific integral setting that she may be in at that point in time. And it was so powerful, so impactful, and just reconfirmed the strength of a black woman. Some of the, you know, 
the characteristics that was brought is that obviously she showed strength and had big ass cojones. Okay. Um, but aside from that, in, in all seriousness, sexuality was brought up demanding your, your respect and showing the aspect of women in business, even during the 1920s, always seeing the good in people. So that nurturing side that, um, as I mentioned, my, my last episode that women are born with, um, but is, it is somewhat heightened and requires a bit more work when you are a black woman. And we'll get into that a little bit later. And it was just amazing to say the least. But um, before I go into those points of sexuality, you know, demanding your respect in women in business and seeing the good in people and her knowing her worth, I want to share with you all an article written by Harvard Kennedy School. So it is in alignment with their Women in Public Policy program. And I found it on their Gender Action Portal. Um, and basically, they conducted a study probably um, a year or two ago. Again, this is not the first time that we've seen these types of studies, basically researching are men, white men, more effective leaders than white women and also black women. And then it goes into different races. So that's essentially what the research is looking at. And at a high level summary, the findings of their research before I get into more detail is basically saying that women are more effective leaders than men are. However, black women tend to be more negatively evaluated than their white leaders, even though they may perform equally well, you know, numbers, track record, whatever the case may be. And this is contributed to, you know, that double jeopardy. They are a part of two marginalized groups. So they are not only black, but they are women as well. And they are held to a higher standard and also scrutinized for the things that they do and the projects and successes that they may execute and implement. You know what I'm saying? Because they are part of two groups. And through the research, you know, it says black individuals are perceived as less typical leaders than white individuals under such conditions of organizational success. Black men, black women, and white women are evaluated comparably comparably to each other, but still less favorable than white men. Under conditions of organizational failure, example, corporate financial loss, black women are evaluated more negatively and as less typical leaders compared to both black men and white women. Again, you know, the black man is only a part of one marginalized group, not diminishing the experiences that they have because trust and believe, um, like I, I mentioned before, I have four black men in my house that doesn't negate them from the experiences that they encounter in America. However, when we are speaking about effective leaders, because they are a part of, you know, one marginalized group versus us being black women, we kind of have that double whammy, you know, we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. And speaking from experience, as I navigate corporate America, I have found that to be true in every sense of the aspect that, you know, 
if if John Doe does it, it's not seemed as bad and it's something like, hey, what are we going to do about it? Whereas when I do it, I'm held to a higher standard. I am scrutinized more for my leadership skills, how I may execute certain things, how I may choose to delegate and share certain things with my team. I am held to a higher standard. Luckily for me, um, I was raised by a strong, confident woman. So I have learned that that is their personal problem. I know my shit. I know what I'm doing and I execute accordingly. With that being said, going back to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, we're going to touch on the sexuality aspect first. So there is one of the opening scenes where she has... A female lover. We in America in 2020, about to be 2021, we are just now discussing and accepting the fact that there are people who like to be in same-sex relationships, same-sex marriages, and rightfully so, they should do whatever it is that they want. But looking back in hindsight, you know, this documentary was taking place in 1920s where it wasn't common for people to be this open with their sex sexuality, but Ma Rainey didn't give a damn. Um, so the scene opens up and it's her and her lover, her young lover, um, you know, probably 10 years, her, her junior, and she's hugging and rubbing on her, but she is fully embracing the fact that one, she does not like men, or maybe she does, but at this point in time, she is fully embraced, fully present into her love or her like, or her lust towards this other female, you know? So it's basically her significant other. And that's, that's what it is that she's focusing on. And as I said before, we're in an era now where people are coming around. They are starting to accept the fact that there are people who enjoy being in same sex relationships and marriages. And rightfully so everyone should do what it is that they want to do, be attracted to who they want to be attracted to and be able to live a life that is comfortable for them. And the bravery that it took Ma Rainey to do that out in the open back then, not worrying about the repercussions, not worrying about the fallout or the the fallback. She was walking in her truth and doing exactly what it is that she wants. So that is number one for a black woman. So again, Ma Rainey would have been black, one marginalized group, a woman, a second marginalized group, and a part of the LGBTQ community, a third marginalized group. So she not only had the normal black woman situation going on, but to add another layer of complexity, she walked in her truth. She said, this is my sexuality. This is who I am. This is what I like. And this is what I do, right? The second point that Ma Rainey's Black Bottom documentary touched on was Demanding your respect and woman in business, there is a, a scene where she's recorded her, her song. She's looking to get paid. They're saying, hey, I can only pay you X amount of dollars. And she looks at them and says, I know what I just sang and I know what it's worth. And I know what we already discussed. Run me my money. And they came back 
and ran her her money. And I think this also goes hand in hand with knowing your worth. She was so steadfast in knowing that her worth was her voice. This is what I came here for. This is what you hired me for. And regardless of your views of a black woman or what you are trying to do for your personal gain, I have a personal gain too. And that's you running me my money. And most of the times, and I think I may make this a different segment later on down in the line is that when women do the same thing that men do, meaning demanding respect, especially in the workplace where they may be just as quick to say like, hey, this is my time. This is what I need. This is everything that I want. She's perceived as a diva. She's perceived as a bitch. Whereas a man, it's like, wow, John really has his shit together. John really gets shit done. And I've seen it also within my workplace and my colleagues as well, you know, on certain projects ran by women, the very few that are, it's like, yo, this person, she can get real bitchy. And I remember the first time seeing my female senior, quote unquote, get bitchy. And I was like, wow, that's, that's really nothing. I don't, that's a normal, not even female. That is a normal senior leadership persona. I have X amount of time. I've asked you for this. This is why what I want. Why isn't it done? And to me, that was normal. But for them, it's like, wow, that person's a bitch. And it's a stigma, unfortunately. And I'm so happy to see when women like, you know, senior leadership that I have at my job and also myself sit in your truth. It's I'm not being bitchy. I already asked for something. I've allocated time to make sure that this is what we were talking about. This is what we were going to review. And this is how I want to be compensated. And you have to stick by what it is that you want. You have to make sure that the final deliverable, the end goal is fulfilled and that you are compensated. Do not let anyone stray you away from what it is that you're worth and what you know that you cost. That is your value. And there is also another scene as it relates to like, you know, demanding respect and remembering your worth, you know what you bring to the table. So there are scenes where right before she's about to sing, she's like, yo, somebody get me a Coke. They're like, are you kidding me? Like we had to wait two, three hours and now you want a Coke? And she's like, y'all want this song. I just want a Coke. It's hot as hell in here. I don't got no fan, ain't no AC in here. I'm telling y'all I want a Coke. And they're still giving her backlash. And like every other black woman, She says, I'll do this shit my damn self. She takes her money out of her bosom and gives it to one of her musicians to go and get a Coke. Now, again, back then it's, it's a 1920s setting. So there's still segregation had the white recorder or, you know, A&R person gone out and got the Coke. It probably would have been quicker because they are white males, but she had to do this shit, her damn, her, her damn self. So she sends one of her guys out there and now they have to walk several blocks to go to a deli that will allow them to purchase a Coke before they start. And she's like, I guess we finna sit down right here because y'all ain't get me my Coke. That's the least you can do for my voice. And I think that was so bomb AF of her. Like she woman the fuck up. Like this is what y'all need from me. And that's nice that you need it from me. But I know for a fact that there's no other person to do this the way you want them to do this, but I need a damn Coke to start my shit. And that was just so powerful. 
And it also speaks to, like I said, the phrase, I'll do this shit my damn self. You know, I feel oftentimes black women, yes, we are at the forefront of everyone's cause and everyone's initiative. And it appears as though sometimes we're not there for ourselves ourselves or other people are not there for us as well. But sometimes it's just easier to say, yo, I'm going to do this shit my, my damn self because sometimes it's not going to look the way you want it to look. Sometimes you don't have the time to do it. So it was like, I'm going to do this shit my damn self and y'all could come when y'all come in, but this is what I'm doing. So I thought that was awesome. Another aspect of it, which is the third one, is seeing the good in people. So as I mentioned before, my last podcast episode where I shared with you all six ways to woman up, I discuss how it is our primary nature to nurture others. It's easier for us to see the good in people and help them develop. And unfortunately, as women, sometimes we take it as like a a project. Like, let me help fix you and not worry about all the things that I have to fix it myself or all the things that I need to enhance in my self-care routine, in my spirituality journey, because it's just easier for me to do for everyone else. And a, a segment within this documentary that spoke to seeing the good in other people in that initial primary nature to nurture is where she had her nephew come on the road with her and they're like yo he's going to introduce I want her to introduce my black bottom song and they didn't realize that he had a stuttering problem until obviously they rehearsed she looked at them and said I guess we about to be here all night I know that boy got a stuttering problem. It is not out of his ability to do so. We're going to sit here, make him feel comfortable until he gets it. So obviously they did so many takes. And again, it being timestamped within the 1920s, they had records. So they're dumping records left and right, left and right. And they had to keep going. And again, going back to like the woman in business, they had to wait. She, she wanted what she wanted and she was sticking by it. And she wanted her stuttering nephew to do just that, introduce her. And eventually he ended up getting it right. Um, without giving too much away, he, it ends up not being recorded and they have to do it again. But they already know to fall back. Whatever Ma Rainey says, that's what's going to go. And seeing the good in people and nurturing them to their fullest potential and standing up to men, black men, standing up to white men, standing up to whoever the fuck does not peep what she's trying to put down, the vision that she's trying to have. And I always say this, your vision is true to you. That's why it is your vision. Your vision is what you see when your eyes are closed. So it's in your head. You've received the vision. You've received what what we call the sight. (laughs) You've received it and trust and believe that people are going to challenge it. People are not going to understand it. People may not like it, but it is up to us to make sure our vision comes to life, especially as women. Oftentimes we are in, in the passenger lane, or it's easier for us to put other people first, whether we're married, we want to funnel all the energy into whatever that the man is doing. And then if, and when he gets energy, then he can, you know, come back and help us with what it is that we, we want to do. And by that time, our vision or our passion may have been altered, or we're so far removed from it that we don't even know what to do. Even if our spouse or our friend or our family member wants to help us fulfill a vision. So it is important for us to stick stick and stand in our 
our truth by any means necessary because as I said before, we're the ones at the forefront of everyone's causes, everyone's initiatives. And although we do a damn good job, we cannot pour from an empty vessel, right? So speak to your truth, live in your truth, and remember that Yes, we are complex creatures. We are more complicated than men are. And that is for them to figure out. <laughs> By all means, make sure that you you stick to what you know and who you are. Remember what I said, know your ministry. That is the ministry of knowing thyself, your likes, your dislikes, your wants, your desires, all of that. We want to make sure that we're sticking in that. So if you all have not had a chance to... Watch that documentary. It's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I think it was pretty good. Um, again, like I said, I had never heard of Ma Rainey prior to this documentary, but I was able to to have additional insight into my history from another aspect. So that was awesome. And just to reiterate, women, black women, embrace all of the complexities and br- Embrace all of your flaws. It is up to us to make sure that we are feeding and nurturing ourselves before we give and stand in front of all of these causes. I know it is easy for us, especially black women, and I'm speaking to the black woman right now, for us to say, I'll do this shit my damn, my damn self. I am an advocate. I am guilty to it as well. It is just easier to do. But if you need help and if you even if you don't need help, but you just want somebody to do something for you, to, to take a, a load off of you, say that people are not mind readers. So I think it's important to do that. But black women, it is important for us to, you know, build a fortress around one another. So if you have a, a, a friend, a sister, make sure that you are her accountability partner. Make sure that you're, you're there for her in the best way that you know how in alignment to your capacity. Because again, we are still individuals. And yes, you want to help another black queen. You want to help another woman, but feed ourselves first, nurture yourselves first before you do that. Again, the documentary is called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix. So if you have not gotten the opportunity to watch it, go ahead and do so. Feel free to leave a comment, DM me or email me a topic of discussion that you want me to touch on on the next episode. But until then, I appreciate you all for tuning in yet again. If you all would like to purchase any any products, I have books, workbooks, worksheets, activities to enhance your self-care process to help you realign to what it is that you want to do, you can head over to shakisharenee.com. And also, you can go ahead and follow me on underscore woman the f up underscore and also on facebook as well woman the f up so go ahead and feel free to purchase any products and things of that sort also we are currently having a giveaway if you enter the giveaway again go to underscore woman the f up underscore you can win my book the ultimate guide to embracing your superpower along with the workbook called understanding your self-care style and also i am throwing in the five ways to boost your confidence in five seconds workbook as well so that is currently now bundled there's still you know time to get those quick christmas gifts to go underneath the tree and i think that would be a great gift for a mentee a cousin a sister anyone 
um, who you think can enhance, you know, their self-care journey. So go ahead and check that out as well. And one more tip before we go, every Monday I do host giveaways. Sometimes they are cash giveaways. Sometimes they are one of my products or merch that I have on my website that I will give away. But every Monday you can trust and believe that we will always have, um, you know, a giveaway process going on. And then every Wednesday I obviously share with you a new podcast episode, but we also have Woman Up Wednesdays where I feature a woman-owned business. So if you know of anyone who has a woman-owned business that would like to be featured, and again, this is free of charge on Wednesday. Um, I know a lot of small businesses, we do not have the funding for marketing. So again, if you are a woman-owned business, please shoot me an email um, or DM that you can be featured on Woman Up Wednesdays. Also, you can go ahead and participate in Feel Good Fridays. And this is simply a way for us to share how each of us kick off the week to enhance our self-care process. Self-care does not always have to be reserved to one day, which is most commonly on Sunday, but it's how you start off the weekend. Can you have one day, a few hours where you can, you know, kick off your shoes and relax your feet, you know? So that's what we have. Again, um, that is all available and you can see that in the highlights on my Instagram page at underscore woman, the F up underscore whatever platform that you typically listen to your podcast. We are available there at woman space, the F space up, or you can just type in Shakisha Renee, or again, for easier access, you can head over to shakisharenee.com. It's literally the first thing that you see when you go to my website. You have the ability to listen there. But if you are an Apple person, a Google Play person, Stitcher, Spotify, you can go over there and just type in woman space, the F space up. So it's three separate words, FYI, um, for easy searching. Again, feel free to DM or email me. All the information again is on my Instagram page. If you want to contribute to any of the conversation, I'm looking forward to it. So appreciate y'all for tuning in yet again. Talk to y'all next week. Love y'all. Happy holidays. Peace out.